As a working mom, I was spinning on my heels trying to be everything to everyone without realizing overwhelm had its firm grip over me. And it's no wonder since we juggle many identities and responsibilities and tendencies to shy away from our awesomeness. Does this sound like you? I believe one of the keys to successful living is activating our personal power. The question is, how do we do this? Join me each week as I uncover actionable tips from experts and intentionally aligned working mums who, like you and me, are on a journey to boost their personal power. My name's Roxana. Welcome to the Personal Power Boost Podcast. My guest on today's show is Patrice Lynn. Patrice has guided thousands to improved profit, performance, and life fulfillment. Her breakthrough insights will empower your life and business for optimal results. She is the author of the best-selling book, Rise to Success, and the founder of Brainbox Academy. Welcome, Patrice. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here, Roxana. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. Now, I'd love to know a little bit about the backstory. So you have this amazing book, Rise to Success. Tell us all about it. Well, it was really a work in progress for quite a while, as a lot of things are in our lives. It takes time to come to fruition, evolve. And actually, it was during the last recession, so 10 years ago when the big mortgage crisis hit, that was a really tough time for a lot of people and me on another whole nother level because not only was I doing business coaching at the time, working as part of an international team with Action Coach, and what happened is when the crisis hit, I basically lost all my clients at once because that became the thing that was the extra thing that people didn't want to spend their money on. And so what happened is not only was that enough to strike a lot of fear in your life, but during about a nine-month period, I had one crisis after another. So two of my three remaining parents died within two weeks of each other, my two step-parents. Then I had a terrible relationship breakup that was just heartbreaking and then I, I had a knee accident and two knee surgeries right after that, and then two minor car accidents. So I was a mess. I can imagine. I mean, oh, yeah. So many things happened at, at one time. It was just overwhelming. And often what happens in these times of crisis is we really have to to go within and call on everything that we know, all the strategies that we have to deal with these situations. And what happened for me was that in 2008, there there was a book, I was in the airport flying to speak somewhere, and this book called The Answer by John Astroff kind of jumped off the shelf at me. And I read it, and I was so impressed by the research he had done about the brain, because I had already always been interested in the brain. And he talked about this daily imprinting and what it does neurologically in your brain. And so when that happened, that in 2010, I, my thoughts went back to that book and I reread it and I realized, oh, you know, this is really a lot of the things that I've done over my career, which is like, positive thinking, goal setting, visualization, affirmations, declarations, gratitude. 
And I realized that I was going to have to have a massive reset. I, I had bought a home. I had bought this fran- business coaching franchise. I had a luxury car. I had a lot of debt. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, I'm going to have to just sell everything, get out of debt, and have that freedom in my life to see what's next. And that may be what's on the mind of some of the people that are listening right now is we, we often have to do these resets in a time of crisis and a time of big change in the economy. And so what happened is I put together this like daily journaling process where I started writing up down my goals and I started visualizing what I want. And then I started using these declarations like, There was an ancient saying that I love, I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I will lend to many nations and I will not have to borrow. And I would go down to the bridge close to where I lived. There was a beautiful river and this walking and biking bridge. And I would go there in the middle of the day and I'd stand on that bridge and I would say that over and over and over, just yell it as loud as I could. And the waves of the river were so loud that nobody could really hear me. But I knew that when you say these kind of things, if you do it with passion and authority and real energy, that's what helps it to program your brain and for your brain to really get the message. Okay, this is what we're doing. So I just went after it and I realized that there were other people popular in the personal development field like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and Bob Proctor and Laura Langemar. They were saying some of the same things. So I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do to get out of the situation. And I did it. And do you know, within a very short period of time, I was totally out of debt. I had liquidated everything. And then I just had so much freedom in my life. And then things started coming to me, like big contracts, designing training, and different things started happening. And it literally, money just seemed like it started kind of falling out of the sky, which was, which was really nice. So I had a lot of freedom to like go hiking in the Rocky Mountains and go to Sedona, which is where I ended up writing a lot of my book, uh, helping my mom who had had a stroke and then had to transition to assisted living. And I was able to go to Ohio, be with her for like six months and take care of her in the crisis, then get the house sold, get rid of everything and, and all of that. So I really was like, wow, this, this is so effective if you really focus with your energy and intensity and duration, it really makes a difference. So I started thinking, you know, I need to bring this to people. But it wasn't until a few years later, like 2013, 14, when the name came to me and I was listening, somebody had said, oh, listen to this person. And they were talking about the same things, the repetition of your thoughts and visualization, what you imagine, the things that you say and how you feel, your emotional state. And all of a sudden, the words, I saw the words like, okay, sound, repetition, imagination, images, emotion. And then it was just kind of like, ching, 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 ching. It went into this and I went, oh, it's an acronym for RISE. Repetition, images, sound, emotion. And then as soon as I kind of figured that out, then I was like, oh, rise to success. This is a way to help people rise to success. And what I realized too, and I think it's important for all your listeners to know, success is what you 
decide it's going to be for you. So in my case, the time freedom, the ability to travel, to be there for my mom, it's not always about how much money you have, what kind of house, what kind of car. You get to decide what your version of success is. And that is such a big, important part. Don't you agree? I absolutely agree. I'm listening to you and smiling because I think um, one of the big things that I say to my clients is this kind of this declaration that you talked about going to the river and just shouting out loud what it is that you intend to attract yes. to your life. Yes. And there's a power in that. I feel, I mean, I don't know enough about this, but I feel like it changes something in your physiology. Yes. I think it changes and shifts something. And it, and if nothing else, I think it starts feeding your ego the evidence that it needs to know that this person isn't accepting that negative thinking anymore, you know? Yes. Well, it's all about energy, vibration, and frequency. And so in in my book and in my teachings, I do, I have this upcoming Brain Boss Challenge, but I help people understand the laws of physics and the brain science. I help make it very simple for people to understand. But in the laws of physics, it's all about energy, vibration, and frequency. And so when you say something loud like that with in, with energy and intensity, it actually, your brain is hearing what you're saying. So the sound has a, a frequency to it. And when that goes out, it actually can affect physical matter. And those are the kind of things we don't think about. Like, well, how could our words affect matter, but they can. And so it's really important to understand that and that it is that there's physical laws that you're working within that are causing those results to come about. And even in in quantum physics, like uh, there's three things that are the basics, quantum superposition, quantum entanglement, and quantum xeno effect. And so the quantum xeno effect is mind over matter. I mean, they've been able to prove that. And then the the superposition that has to do with your ability to focus. Because in my story, what you heard was that I decided what I wanted to do and I put all my focus on it. And when you focus that intently, then it starts telling your brain and your brain has some things like one of them is called the reticular activating system, or some people call it RAS. And so it's like, whatever you focus on is what your brain is, you're telling your brain, that's what we want. And one of the stories I like to tell about how that works is my girlfriend had come to visit me from in California from Spokane. And she was telling me that she had a a certain car. It was some, yeah, it was like a Ford, uh, it wasn't an Explorer, but I can't even remember the name of it now. It was so unusual, but it was an unusual name of this car. And she told me what it looked like and showed me a picture. And as soon as she left, I started seeing those cars everywhere because it was on my mind. I was focusing on it. Why does that happen? Well, it's the reticular activating system. Or like, let's say, think about when you when you had a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you just met them and they had a particular kind of car, a particular color. And everywhere you went, you saw that car, that colored car like theirs. That is because there's a part of our brain that once you say, okay, this is important and I'm going to focus on this, then it tells your brain 
this, this is what we're doing. This is what we want. This is where we're going. And that you can use that to your advantage. Definitely. What would you suggest for somebody who has an idea that they'd like to live a certain way, they'd like to feel, behave and think in a certain way, but perhaps they, they're not quite ready. They're not quite dedicated. They're not intentional about that to kind of really focus in and zero in. How do you yes. get people to make that shift in, in the way that they go about manifesting or bringing into their life, yes. whatever it is that they desire? That's a great question. And the, the, the basic answer is you can't really get somebody to do something. They have to decide they want it. I can assist people once they decide and I can help them understand their thoughts and their feelings, how they impact each other and what kind of thoughts we have that can be limiting and how to think empowering thoughts. But you really can't, I can't, force somebody to get to that point. See, because when when that happened for me, that moment in time where I just had to make a radical change in my life to be able to uh, stay afloat and come out of it uh, in a positive way. So I had internal motivation and that's really the only type there is. I mean, a lot of people in the space that I'm in, even Tony Robbins, I remember early in my career, people would say, They'd see me after not seeing me a while. They'd say, oh, are you still doing that motivational speaking thing? And I'd be like, well, I'm really not a motivational speaker because I was talking about time management, office organization, the seven habits. But they saw me that way because of my energy, my attitude was motivating to people. Like they'd say, oh, I get around you. And then I go home and clean out my closet, you know? And But I've heard Tony Robbins say the same thing. I'm not a motivational speaker because the point from our perspective is you can't really motivate anybody to do anything. You can't force anybody to do, they have to find that inner place, that inner place of wanting to make a change. Mm -hmm. And they have to be one of the things that I love is the formula for change and, and their dissatisfaction with their, where they are in their life has to reach a high enough point that it overcomes their tendency to want to stay in their comfort zone. See, because if they're in their comfort zone and they don't want to get out, they are not going to be able to overcome. They have to have a level of dissatisfaction, just like with me. Like I, I didn't want to be in debt and have no income. So I was very dissatisfied with my situation. And so I just took massive action to make a change. So people have to do have to find that from within. And if they want to change, then I can help them, but they really have to get to that place themselves. I agree. I agree with you. And I think that you're right. Some people do have to hit that point in their life where they cannot tolerate the situation they're in any longer. But you know, it's amazing how some people's tolerance for that uncomfortable space is, is quite vast. You know, and they can adjust to that space as well. So they kind of, you know, you talk about debt and there's so many other scenarios that I can think of where people will just get kind of used to not having love or money or the career or the relationships and they kind of just make it okay. They accommodate yes, somehow. Yes, yes. And definitely. so it becomes part of their identity, if you like. Yeah, I'm just not somebody who, who has money. 
Like it's yeah. something they start saying to themselves. Right. That's right. Yeah. And people see themselves a certain way. You're absolutely right. So that, yeah, being able to overcome, being able to have a vision for your life that's big, big, and then you have to be able to take the steps to make it happen, but your dissatisfaction has to be high. And then you have to be able to overcome whatever resistance internally is going on that, because there is a strong power that wants to keep us in our comfort zone. Even our brain is designed to keep us safe and secure. And so the part about me calling myself a brain boss and helping other people be the boss of their brain, it's really about how when your brain is on default, it actually is naturally more negative. And that's, it's really unfortunate. So we have to program ourselves to think positive thoughts and be able to create positive thoughts that will override the negative ones and get us to where we want to go. It's, it's quite fascinating, this whole human psychology area. I know. I love it. I'm obsessed with psychology. And I think <laughs> if, I, if I could have some time, when the kids are a bit older, I think I'll definitely go and study some more and learn more because I'm really yes. interested. I've been reading Dr. Joe Dispenser's book recently. <laughs> Oh, I love him. He's blown my mind. It's just the case studies that he has in that book that talk about the effect of emotional events and how they completely can transform your physiology inside. Absolutely. To, yeah. To because, that, you know, people become debilitated and disabled and unable to function in a normal way. But then how he is able to get them back out of that through meditation, visualization, declarations. Yes. Phenomenal. It really is. And I I got to meet him and go to one of his events. I, well, I've been to two of his events and I, I actually wrote a story about how I used the rise to success process to, to meet him, get my picture taken, ask him a question, all these things. And it was at the Sedona Film Festival. And then uh, the next weekend, he was in Vegas doing one of his four-day meditation programs and transformational program. So I went and I was just amazed. And I've learned so much from him too. Like for instance, that our thoughts are electric. And so in my book, I talk about our thoughts are literally only made up of electricity and chemicals. That's it. That's what makes a thought. And so when you think about it at that level, but the idea that our when you have a certain thought, it produces chemicals in your body. And then those chemicals, if it's a positive thought and you're producing dopamine and serotonin, then it's going to help you to feel better. So your thoughts determine how you feel. And then how you feel determines how you think. So if you get under the stress, like a lot of people with the coronavirus, it's very stressful. There's fear. There's anxiety. Am I going to get it? Am I going to live through it? And then things like what's going to happen with my work, my career? A lot of people have lost their jobs. Are they going to get it back? What's going to happen? And then the more stress you have, the more cortisol gets released in your body and then that causes you to feel bad. It dumbs down your brain. It suppresses your immune system. So all kinds of negative things happen when you get that cycle going. And the thing I learned from him that I thought was amazing is the idea of things being electromagnetic. So he said, your brain and your thoughts are electrical 
but your body is magnetic. So you send the thought out and then your body draws it into you. And I had never heard that from anyone else. So, and, and, you know, everything in the world is electromagnetic. I mean, that's all this talk about uh, EMFs, that's elect electromagnetic field because we live in an electromagnetic field. Everything around us, you know, protons, electrons, all these things we learned in science class, that's what makes up everything. And so the fact that we can become aware that our thoughts are electric, our feelings are magnetic, and that we can get a positive cycle going, I mean, that's just very practical understanding for people to have about their life. And then what he does is help people get their brain and their heart synchronized in this meditative state. Now, I love his work and I've learned a ton from him. And yet his meditations, if you've ever done any, are anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours. I mean, when you go to his events, you can be in a meditation for literally for hours which is incredible. And when I went, you know what I couldn't believe is he got us all into this meditation. And I mean, for a few hours, not one person got up to go to the bathroom, not one person coughed, sneezed. There was not one sound in the room. And it shows you that that collective consciousness and the fact that we were all tuned in and getting to those higher levels of consciousness, it was amazing thing to behold. And yet I find that he, he has quite a following and it's growing as it should be. But the average person I, I don't know is willing to spend this 45 minutes to two hours every day. And so that's why when I created my Rise to Success journaling process and daily process, it's only 15 minutes. And that I feel like no matter how busy anyone is, we all have 15 minutes. If you haven't got 15 minutes, then you haven't got a life really, have you? Yes, so, exactly. You know, it's interesting you talk about journaling because I started journaling when I was very, very young. Yes, uh, I watched um, Dr. Phil on the Oprah Winfrey show. Oh, wow. And he was saying, and he was, sh- you know, he's quite a shouty character. So yes. he was saying that if you don't write it down, then it will never materialize. And I remember... Yes. And I remember just starting to write down some thoughts. I was going through teenage angst, as we all do. And it just helped me to become much clearer in my thoughts, to write them down, to actually release them as well. Yes. I, I, I attribute to journaling to my emotional literacy, because had I have not started journaling I would never, I would have been limited to, I feel angry, sad, happy, you know, like the four or five basic emotions yes, that we think yes. about, but because they never quite made the point, they were never quite um, specific enough. Mm-hmm. It made me go and find the right emotion that I'm actually looking for. Actually, I feel rejected. Actually, I feel, I feel jealous right now. I feel, you yes. know, other emotions that I started to kind of use and think and, it made it much more of a, when it was pain, it made it much more painful. Mm-hmm. So it meant that I wanted to shift myself into a happier, joyful, receiving state. Mm-hmm. And then I could get specific about what it is that I want to feel. Yes, that's so good. Because you really do have to feel whatever emotion you're feeling and kind of process it. And journaling is such a great way 
to process it. That's so good. Yeah, that is so good. I also think it helps you become a better writer because if you you journal, you're writing, and then there's something about that process. When when I first came up with the rise process, you see, I've always liked to write, just like we're saying. If you if you journal, you're a writer, and and then I thought, well, gosh, the age day that we live in. Who's going to want to write it by hand? Everybody wants to do it on their cell phone. It's going to have to be an app. And I kind of got into this whole thing. And part of that, I talked myself out of it because I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Then I heard some other teaching about the power of writing things by hand. Like they actually did a study of like administrative assistant people and they, they took one group and they gave them all these things to do and they had to write it out by hand. And then they took another group and everything they did, they typed on the computer. And then they did some studies on how well they remembered everything they were supposed to do, they were being asked to do. And the people that wrote it by hand far and away surpassed the people that typed it. And then I went, okay. And then the idea that also when you write by hand, it, there's you're using your body so it's kinesthetic you're seeing it visually it's auditory there's all this neuromuscular thing that goes on between your hand and your brain and it's very powerful so then I went okay I can do I can you know I can feel good about promoting this because it's going to help people and even the idea of writing with blue ink have you heard about that yet no tell me yes so you write with blue ink instead of black ink on the white paper and if you think about the electromagnetic spectrum of light blue is a higher vibration color than black and so when you write things in blue ink like when you write out your goals and your visualizations with blue ink it actually programs your brain better than if it were black. That's why I tell people you have to use blue ink on white paper. Yeah. So writing is very, very powerful and it does program your brain. You're right. It makes it seem more real. And it's, it's like one step closer to physically manifesting it by writing it. And if, if you've got a photographic memory, I guess writing it is brilliant because you're going to remember the curves of your letters and, and the shapes that you created on the sheet. So I, I can often remember things I've written and, you know, I can see them, you know, with my photographic yes, memory. Yes, visually, yes. I, I was massively into poetry as well and I used to write little poems and I, I can still see them. As I'm even talking to you now, I can see the words. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, see, so all of this really, it proves what we're saying, the power of this journaling. And so my Rise to Success journal is just a very specific process. So you do things to get your brainwave state, lower meditation, breathing, prayer. It calms your brainwave state. Then you write out just three goals and I have... There's a lot of things to know about that. They could be general, specific. Uh, and then you write out a, a little mini movie. Like I call it like a little mini screenplay of what you want in the future. And then you close your eyes and you visualize it for two minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time, but to get your brain to focus for two minutes on one thing and not let any other distracting thoughts come in, that takes practice. 
So you visualize what you want, but you then have to make it centrally rich. So what does it taste like, smell, touch, and most important is feeling. So you have to feel what it would feel like as if it were happening now. And that's what really starts to set up because your brain doesn't really know the difference between what it sees with its eyes and what it sees in its mind's eye or what I call the image screen. So there's like an image screen uh, in your mind and you can project a little movie onto that image screen. Like you're a movie producer and you're creating this movie of your life and you can start saying the things that you want to have happen. Like when I went to this film festival, I, I saw that Joe's event, his small event was sold out after when I found out about it, it was already sold out. And I just made up my mind. I'm going to that sold out event. I'm getting in. I'm going to meet him, get my picture taken with him, ask him a question. And so it was between the small event, the other, but I, everything. And, and, you know, I took this rise journal process and I only did it for four days, but I did it so intently and so specifically that four days later, every single thing that I decided I wanted came true. And let me tell you, you know how big of a celebrity he is in this field. And he, um, he was very unavailable to, to people. But I, you know, I figured out how to do it. And then afterwards, I was like, Patrice, I bet, I mean, there were th- over a thousand people at the big event. The, the, it was a, his movie Heal that he and a lot of people were in. It was the premiere of that movie. And I thought to myself afterwards, I bet there were a lot of people that would have liked to get their picture taken, talk to him, ask him a question, go to his event, but they didn't do what I did. They didn't put a focused effort into seeing it come to reality, deciding exactly what I wanted to have happen. And the part where I got my picture taken, it was really cute because the the bigger, the small event, I mean, as soon as that was over, he just bolted out of the room. And it was the bigger event where I got my picture taken. I went up to the stage and he was talking to the producers and I'm like, Joe, Joe. And he's like, hold on, hold on. And then he kind of, after he gets done, he looks at me and he's like, what? And I said, can I get my picture taken with you? And he goes, you mean you want me to walk to the edge of the stage? Cause it was like about up to my shoulder and crouch down so we can get our picture taken together. And I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> he goes, okay. <laughs> so it was just so much fun. And then even the fact that his event was sold out and I had to wait in this line, but I kept visualizing myself in there. I knew it was going to happen. I, I, they even wanted us to pay cash at the ticket window, which I didn't have. I had to borrow the cash from the people behind me. And then I walk into this room, it's packed with people. And I said to this lady, because sometimes when you come late and you're by yourself, you can get a seat up front. And I said, are there any seats up front? And she goes, oh, as a matter of fact, there are. And so we walked down this aisle and there were all these people just packed in these chairs. I mean, it was a lot of people in a very small room. But at the very front where he was going to stand, there were these four or five chairs perpendicular to the other seats. It almost looked like they were going to be used for a panel or something. And so nobody sat in them. And she goes, you can sit right over here. 
And I was like, I got the front row seat. And I was like the last, you know, one of the last people to come in. And then some other people came and sat with me and they're like, oh my gosh, we got the best seats. I'm like, I know. So, you know, those are the things that make life, I think, fun and interesting when you really intently know what you want. And then when it comes in kind of almost a magical way, it's really fun. It's amazing. And you know, I don't need any convincing of this because I was doing this kind of thing before I even knew how to. So I was telling you a while ago that I was journaling when I was younger and I lived in a very urban area. And so for us to be in the green meant we had to drive for 15 minutes to be in a park But my happiest childhood memories were in the park, you know, in nature, running around, cycling. Yes. And so I, when I got to about the age of 20, I decided, or I wrote down in my journal and forgot all about it, that I want to live really close to a park, like walking distance close. Yes. And it was so interesting. When I married my husband, we moved to London. We were living about... I want to say seven minute walk to Greenwich Park, which is a stunning park in London. And then we moved out of London and we moved to um, St. Albans in Hertfordshire, where I'm living right now. And I didn't really realize this until about six months after I'd moved into the house that we bought, that we actually live in an area called Highfield Park. And we were, we're surrounded by parkland all around us kind of like a residential area that's been put in the middle of a park. Wow. Yeah, see the power of visualization and and of getting clear about what you want. Because see, I actually think that's one of the main problems that people have is they're not very clear about what they want. And so they just kind of wander through life and whatever comes along, they accept it. And where I've seen the greatest results in my life is when I get super clear and focused about what exactly I want. So that's how it really works the best. And, you know, I created this um, this journal page. It's, it's the thing that I give away for free. So I've got this upcoming Brain Boss Challenge. But if you if you go to that, that page, brainbosschallenge.com, and you just sign up, even if you don't want to take the challenge or do other things, but everybody that gives me their name and email, I send them that journal page. So that's a way that people can get it. And then you can put it in a notebook and then you can just start using that journal. It kind of has the descriptions there, but then I also have other products and things where I, I have the guided uh, audio. I actually use it myself because when I go to do the two minutes, I don't, you you don't want to have to think about when's the two minutes going to be up. So I just created this little guided audio and then I can listen to that and it's, it, it just kind of keeps you on track and then it ends at the end. It'll just say, you know, complete. So anyway, those are tools that are available for people. So you listen to the guided meditation before you do the journaling or at the same time? At the same time. So I have like a, I have something that describes the rise process. Then I have another audio that walks you through the process step by step. So you only really have to listen to that once or twice to get the hang of it. Mm. Then I have a two minute breathing audio. So it's literally, I mean, cause really in two minutes of deep breathing where you focus on your breath. So it's really, it's just called mindfulness breathing and you're just, you just pay attention to your breath that will actually calm your brainwave state. Then you write out your goals. But then when you do the visualization part, 
it's for two minutes and I just have a two minute guided audio that guides you through that visualization where I don't say a lot because you want people, but I'll just say like, see it, feel it. I'll just kind of say enough to help people stay on track for the two minutes. So that's what I mean. You, that's part of the 15 minute process. You just do that. You, you have to write out your little mini movie of what you want to happen in your life. And then you do that. You can listen to that audio. I think that will be brilliant for so many people because a lot of people struggle with a blank sheet. They yes. don't know where to start. Like where do yes. you start? If you've never sat down and thought about your perfect day or your vision or, or thought about anything like that, then where do you even start? Like what do you yes. need to prioritize? Yes. So just that process of pulling out where you want to start can put people off and make them think, oh, this isn't for me. This is too hard. It's too hard. Yeah. I'm not creative or they they start making up new stories about themselves. <laughs> yes. That's, that happens all the time. So really when the sound part of Rise to Success, it is exactly that. Like what's the story? What's the self-talk you have inside your head? What are the stories you're saying out loud to other people? And um, you know, just that. So the sound declarations is a lot about the story. Yeah. The story you're saying internally and then the story, the words that you're saying externally as well. Where can they, uh, where can people find your book? Where, where is it? Available? The book is on Amazon. So you just go to Amazon rise to success and then brainbosschallenge.com is where I'm doing just a really, um, it's only $19. It's five days of me teaching people, going into more depth about all this, and then asking questions. People can ask questions. And I'll probably do, I'll do some coaching too around your thoughts and your feelings. And um, that will be like an immersive thing that they can do. So they can go to brainbosschallenge.com. The next one is going to be May 11th. And then I'll do them probably like once a month, something like that. So, but like I said, then they can get that journal sheet as well. So those are all the resources that are there. That sounds fantastic. Sounds amazing. And I know my listeners will be really interested to snap up your kind offers and get your book. I mean, I've read a little bit of your book and I can't I can't speak highly enough of it. It's the easiest book I've read in such a long time. And I was saying to Patrice before we came on the call that it's the kind of book I could give my eight-year-old daughter and know that she'll be able to understand the concepts and apply them. So there's no excuse, really. I think this is everybody. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And not everybody's a reader. So people that like to read the book is good. Then the Brain Boss Challenge is very good for people that maybe like more of an experience and they just want to do a focused study, but live from with me. And so what I do is I just pull out the key things that I talk about in the book, but you're right. The book goes into a lot more detail and I'm working on getting an audio version because I know some people, they like a lot of people now like the audio, right? I need to get that. I need to get that one going. Yeah. So it's been really fun to, you know, chat with you about it. I appreciate the opportunity. And it's been fun to know that 10 years ago, I had an experience that was 
really traumatic. And I used these principles to come out of it. And now here we are 10 years later. And I'm just really now, because my book only came out 2018, it took quite a while to research and write. And, and then I'm just now putting together some online ways of people experiencing this. And so it really does make me feel very happy to know that because I went through a challenging time, and I know now many people are going through a similar challenging time, but I came up with this process to rise above it and rise to success. And that's what I like to say. You need to become the boss of your brain. You need to understand the power, the secret power of your brain, because our brains are so powerful. And once we learn to program them, become the boss of them, and then we are able to use that to rise to success. It's, it all weaves together. So I really hope it will help your listeners. Oh, that's so inspirational, um, Patrice. So you made your mess your message, and now you're yes. sharing that gift with, with many, many people. Yes. Thank you so much for your time today. It's you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love it. Thank you. Take care. I'm Roxana Hussein, and you've been listening to the Personal Power Boost podcast. You can follow Personal Power Boost on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, please go to the Apple podcast and rate and review this podcast. Do join me next week for another Personal Power Boost. Thank you so much for listening.